Welcome to the Thinking Man Podcast. Think different, be different, make a difference. Episode 1. Responding versus reacting. Taking control. Hello everybody. We're going to kick off today's episode with a short 1 minute 12 second soundbite. So pay close attention. This is going to set the tone for where we are going today. Listen in. respond as opposed to reacting so we see from 9-11 star right we see yeah we're, we're all there we all remember what was going on we all thought they were heroes why because the way they responded and i think in life that's what we like about heroes heroes seem to take the highest calling they take the things that we know are our weaknesses and they we see them overcome them they put others first so today, as we're talking about, you know, responding versus reacting, I think it's something that speaks to us as men. I think we all have those regrets, right? We think about Absolutely. the time we, re- we reacted, we got mad at our kids and, and how we felt humiliated. So as we go through today, it's, hey, not only why do we want to respond as opposed to reacting, but where does it come from? You know, how do we understand ourselves and how is it going to make us stronger and do we want to be stronger? So... You know, what, what, what were your first thoughts about 9-11 and when you hear about responders as opposed to reacting? I mean, just, just, just the courage alone of those men to, to respond how they did and, and to realize this is something that never happened before, planes flying into a building and then responding how they did to a, to a call. I mean, it's like they had to be trained for that. Yeah. You, you, if, something, if something like that magnitude happened, you have to be trained for it. It's not something that, that's going to happen that you're not going to be trained for you'll definitely react in a certain way if you weren't trained for that. Fire in a building, first instinct. Everybody wants to run away. So they're going against their natural reaction. Fears. Fears. And instead, they're, they're going towards it. And I think you said it, they're training. You know, the training is what kicks in. So as we look at, you know, let's talk a little bit what the difference is between reacting and, and responding. You know, reacting is something that is in us. It's natural. It doesn't mean, you know, you, you can't not react. Right. It's, it's it, natural. It, it, it's, it's there. Happen. 
it is there. It's something instinctive. It's something that's in the um, you know whatever whatever part of your brain the Neanderthal part yeah, is that's flight, in there. Flight yeah. kind of response that you, you have. Know, a lion roars. You know you, you shouldn't keep whistling and walking along. You need to come to attention and say now what. And then you know the difference is that lion roaring. If you're out in the jungle, it's uh oh. He's if, there. If you're in the zoo. Hey guys, let's go look at the lion. Right, big difference. It is in how you respond. And you just say something very key. If it's in the zoo, right, that means it's caged. That you know it's not going to harm you. So it's almost with those same fears that we have. It's it's okay to react, but how do we cage them? And how do we turn them into the proper response? So that that was key, definitely. And we're we're going to get into that a little bit. Don't let me forget because we got to talk about some of this because some of the things that every one of us has certain abilities that we take as second nature. So, you know, as we go through this, um, you know, let's make sure we keep on thinking that we're not, we're not missing. And, you know, what is it to react? Reacting is that default survival mode. You know, you touch a hot stove, you pull back. Um, it's okay. But sometimes our reactions aren't necessarily the right move. You know, it, it's all of a sudden if we're in a, in a, in a China store and we see a, a spider and all of a sudden we jump, we knock over all the China. You know, was it the right move? No, you broke all the china. Yeah, you broke all the china. <laughs> and what was that spider really going to do to you? Nothing. Right? It may have startled you. You know, but what what was the what was the right move to do? And those reactions are they're innate, and sometimes they're even learned without even thinking. You know, for instance, if you're always being brought up, and your mother or father or somebody that's raising you is afraid of spiders, and every time you want to go pick up a spider and play with it, they scream and holler, "No, don't do it! Don't do it!" Yeah, you know, you didn't start off being afraid of it, but you became afraid of it. You don't even know why. Yeah, you're it, just you're just afraid. You're right, and yeah. and, and what can happen is, um, you know, when you talk about things being passed down, and you know, you have certain personality traits. Certain fears can be passed down for no reason at all. I mean, I was watching a documentary one time, and you know, had these kids in India and they were playing with just snakes. I'm not playing with snakes, no, you know, but that's a fear that's in me. But since their parents, this is something that they did, they taught them kids to play with snakes. Like it's nothing. So, Like it's nothing. But for me looking, you know, on the outside, it's like, no, I'm not, I'm not going to play with snakes. That's not something that I want to cool. do. <laughs> exactly. So, so just like something like that can be passed down, those you know, same fears that, you know, that parent... You know, my my whole might be passed down. You know, to their kids, same same thing. So those are physical fears, but the real thing with men, the real reason we react is is usually fears of our ego being attacked. Absolutely, something underlying that we're afraid of being perceived as weak, or something's coming at us, and and that's where sometimes we do some of the most embarrassing things in our lives without realizing it. Um, it's when we think our ego is going to be attacked. Um, not wanting to face things sometimes and reacting is is easy reacting is just what comes natural and sometimes it's a shame but because we react and we think it's natural we say well that's who i am that's how i am well we still have control over it it's it's a shame that we give power over to to that because reacting is you know the power has to go somewhere we're given that power and authority to react as opposed to using that power and authority to to respond within what we have. And it's usually our egos. It's, you know, as, as little kids growing up, we're all a little afraid on the playground. 
and all of a sudden we get hurt and what do we learn the next time we go out well i'm not doing what i did the day before right. yeah and we start building these things up and and that's we do the same thing with our egos and our and our weaknesses and our fears we're afraid of being found out what if somebody finds out i'm weak what if somebody finds out i'm afraid of something and we're all afraid of something right and, just because yeah. you're afraid of snakes and i'm not doesn't mean I'm tougher than you, right. especially when I scream if I see a spider. Right. Right. And then you, and, you, and, and you're going to play with it. We all have our own different mechanisms. Sometimes it's fear of embarrassment, fear of failure, um, fear of just showing others that we're we have a weakness, and we all have a weakness. There's nothing wrong with that. What's wrong is covering it up, and when we start covering it up. That's when we cover it up with more weakness. And the only one we're fooling is, is ourselves. So can you think of a time in your life that you ever reacted? And I don't mean to put you on the spot. Oh, uh, yeah, you, you put know? me on the spot. Well, that's that's <laughs> yeah, all right. Uh, you know, when you reacted and, and, and afterwards, how, how you felt. I mean, if, if I'm putting you on the spot, I got one no, in the back no, of my head. No, um, I, I, can honest, I can honestly say this. You know, I learn a lot of things from my, from my sons, right? I, I really do. Because believe it or not, they they have been teaching me how to respond and rather to you know to react. So you know it was one instance where um, my 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 son did something. I won't tell on him, but he he did he <laughs> <laughs> he did something that he wasn't supposed to do. So my first instinct is to get in to him. Like you know better. This is not what I taught you. You know this is our name. You got to be better than that. And yeah, I I wanted to tell him those things, but I wasn't ready because I know if I did speak at that moment, it wasn't going to be a pretty calm conversation. So with myself, I had to step back and pause for a second and place myself in his position as if I was a 12 or 13 year old boy and their father approaching them. So I let him know that you have a voice and you can speak to me. If I ask you a question, that means I already know the answer. Now, all I'm asking you is to tell me the truth, right? So I said to him, I said, you know, what what happened? So I know he told me a lie, and as soon as he told and as soon as he told me a lie, I lost it. I said I was going to be calm, but I lost it on him. So he 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 walked away. Nothing was accomplished, and I felt after that I felt horrible. I felt horrible as a parent, like. You know, you could have handled that situation better. So what I learned from that is I went back to my son. Now, I know most men don't do this. I know they don't. But it's okay because if I knew this as a kid that I had a voice, it would have made me say, you know what? I can speak up if something is bothering me or even if I mess up. So I went back to him and said, you know what? I was wrong for screaming at you. I was wrong for taking that approach. It doesn't mean what I said was wrong. What I said was what I had to say, but the approach that I took towards you wasn't was in the right way. And here's what I really wanted to say in this manner. So teaching him that, okay, daddy reacted a little bit harsh mm -hmm. or a little bit this way, but I was still had to take responsibility for what I did and come back to him and say, no, I was wrong in that situation. So I think, you know, teaching kids to react and respond, it, it showed him a difference as far yeah. as, okay, he reacted this way, 
but this was the correct way to respond, to get a better response from him because then he began to open up and, sure. and speak to me and say, well, this was the reason why this happened. So, you know, is modeling. It's almost like teaching at the same time, you know, teaching him and teaching me also how, how, to, how to do those two things, react and respond. Two things that catch me that are really interesting out of that conversation is it's amazing how once we leave our house and we're at the workplace, we're, we will mind our P's and Q's and we'll think a little, a little bit more before we act or respond or react. But sometimes in the four walls of our own home, yes. uh, we tend to think it's okay to react. Uh, and the other thing I, that I thought was really interesting in that conversation was, you know, how your, how your son, you know, how he tells a lie like we all did when we were kids. Yep. And they think that others don't know they're lying. Why don't we grow out of it? <laughs> it happens now as growing. Why don't we grow right. out of it? Yep. What we we still act like that that little that little boy. But yeah, when when we think when I think about the times that I reacted, I think of just embarrassing times, usually with my kids. Yeah. You know where I got mad and did something, and you know I just didn't serve any purpose. That what they did was wrong, but what I did was instead of using it as a teaching moment, it was it, you know your flesh takes over. Or, you know, sometimes say in a restaurant or out in public and your child will do something that's improper and, and you'll jump at them. But why are you really jumping at them? What they did was wrong, but sometimes you're embarrassed because how people are looking at you, you feel that you have to react to show people that this isn't um, normally acceptable right. and that you're in control of your kid. It's true. And, and now you're doing all the wrong things and for all the all the wrong reasons. And, you know, the reality is we, you know, we should have our kids' backs even when they're wrong. We don't want to embarrass them and humiliate them. And when we think of ourselves as adults, how often, you know, no matter whether we like it or not, we don't like to be corrected. Or how we're corrected is very it's important. How. It's not how. You know, yeah. and, and we think nothing of correcting our children in front of other people. Because we uh, want to show that, yeah, we're the authority figure. Yeah. You know, the funny, the funny thing is to add on to that story, I was in a barbershop one day and I was having another one of those conversations with my son about just being better, right? So I'm sitting down, I'm talking to him, and uh, um, there's this lady next to me. So I really didn't notice her until the end of our conversation because she turned to me and said, wow, I wish more fathers did that to yeah. these sons and, and sit down and, and speak with them. Because I spoke to him, and, I, and you know what? I, I speak to him intentionally. I don't, I don't speak to him like loosely. I, I speak with him to teach him lessons. I don't care if he's getting it now. I know he yeah. will get it later on. Later and on. I think taking responsibility, I think as men, you have to take responsibility if you have children and for your own actions to do things that are intentional to say and not be lazy. Can't you can't you can't you can't have lazy parenting. Huh? La a lot of us want to say, okay, go and watch Star. TV. Yeah. Lazy <laughs> parents react. Lazy <laughs> parents react because it's easy. It's natural. It's wrong. It's, it's wrong. It's natural because you want to do your own thing and and not, and not responsible for for the, the the life that you brought into this world and, and and teaching them intentional. And guess what? If you don't know, then then ask, then ask for help. There's other men out there that maybe you respect or look up to or admire. It doesn't make you less weak. Ask for help if if you if you don't have if you don't have it or if you just don't know. And that that goes back to we're afraid. We're afraid to ask for directions. We're afraid to ask for help. We're afraid to be perceived as incompetent or weak. Um, you know, sometimes we think somebody's going to take our place if we do. 
but as we look at it, you know, what is the purpose of this podcast? You know, to help men really look at themselves and discover themselves and give them tools to strengthen themselves. And you said something really great there. You know, we do. We live in a society that is starting to despise men more and more, and rightfully so. But they don't despise men. They despise the ugly things that men do. Right. And that woman in the line at the store, in the story you just told, was a perfect example of the opposite of that. She respected a man doing a good thing. Right. And the world will respect men for good things. And that's where we need to stand up. We need to show other men what it is to be a, be a man. And, you know, I got to say, you, you and I certainly haven't gotten there, Star. Right. We're, we're, we're on a journey and we want to bring other people with us. And that's what this is about. We're all going together. You know, get with this. You know, we, we, all, we all hear of, you know, movements and this group and that group. Well, you know, we want to move in the right direction. As men, we want, it's important for what we do because of our families and who yeah. we are. And we want to make a difference. You know, it just, you know, people are dying left and right. That's all, as you get older, you read more and more about people that die. It's true. And, you know, what mark did they leave on this world? You know, do you want to be significant? Mostly the things that we're, most average guys like we're going to do, the biggest impact we're going to have is on the people right around us. But you never know who they're going to impact. Maybe right. they'll be the next president. So as we look at weakness in reacting, uh, it's easy. There's no accountability. We'll blame our nature. Hey, this is the way I'm wired. You know, and that, that's weakness in itself to not be accountable and not take responsibility. Um, I have no control over it. Um, but it's all about protecting. We want to protect ourselves. But all we're really doing is we expose ourselves when we do it. Mm. We expose ourselves to others. You're ever out in public store when you see a parent or I mean, we're talking a lot about parenting. I didn't want to get into parenting, but you just see somebody that is acting like an ass. Yeah. Right? <laughs> and, and, you know, they may think they're acting tough or, or whatever, but all they do is expose themselves and you see them as an ass. And, you know, and as men, we need to be careful, you know, how we carry ourselves. Um, and usually people are doing that out of fear. And that fear is doesn't have to be real. It could just be perceived like the spider. That spider is not going to wrestle me down to the ground. But it does still doesn't mean that I'm not going to jump or I'm not afraid of it. Um, you know, we put up these boundaries around ourselves. But I didn't want to get, I want to get back to the firefighters for just a minute. Sure. Because, you know, what is so great about these firefighters and how they respond? You know, hey, if there's a fire, you and I know how to put out a fire. Grab a hose, grab some water, there you go. spray on it, we're done. Yep. Are we firemen? No. Heck no. <laughs> right? There, there's a lot more to that. You know, that was easy. It was right in front of us. You know, but now all of a sudden, if there's a burning building, you know, all the things that we need to do, how do we get there? How do we set up when we're there? How do we communicate with each other? What's the right way to attack this? Because, you know, you go to put out a, a fire in the wrong way. They teach them how to put it out right. so that you're putting it out um, in an economic way. When I say economic, you have a certain supply of water and you want to get this fire out as quick as possible. Um, you know, how do you do it? What do you look for? Um, you know, that's where their training comes into play. Um, I forget how many weeks it is. It's um, that the like New York City Fire Department, I want to say it's 12 weeks that they go into into training. And they're not firemen while they're in training. They're no. just in training. Right. But a couple of the things that I saw that was really neat was the expectations hmm. of them. 
what is expected of the recruits, not even for them to be firemen. This is just for them to be recruits and to go into training. And I think as we want to look at some of the parallel for ourselves as men and what we're, what we're going to do is what are the expectations that we set for ourselves? And as I keep on saying the word men, let's remember this isn't just for men. Ultimately, this, is, this podcast is really going to help women as well for us to act the way we're supposed to act. You know, women usually are pretty tight. They're usually dressing good for work. They're acting right. They're doing the right things, taking care of their children, taking care of their family. It's men that are really slipping, you know, and that's that's who I'm talking to. That's you know, I I understand men. I don't understand women. Right. So, ladies, this isn't a chauvinist type of podcast. This is really this is who I know to help. And ladies, you guys are pretty tight, so um, consider it a compliment. And and guess what? If you have a man next to you, you want him to listen to this podcast because, and if he's not acting, hey, this is this is gonna help him out. Help him out definitely in those areas. And. Any, any man that really realizes his weakness is going to want to listen to the things that we have to talk about. And any man that wants to ignore it, well, he can go back and stick his head in the sand. He's not going to be any better off. But back to those recruits. I was looking at it, and they have high expectations of them. They say you, know, you have to have the right attitude. And this is what was interesting. We take appearance. They said the right appearance. You have to like go in there. In a disciplined, and that was the other word they used, discipline. Love discipline. You know, what Love is, that di- word. What's That's discipline mean? Dis- discipline doesn't mean that, you know, I got to stand at attention. Discipline no. means that I am in, I am the one who is in control of me, right? And my actions, my words, my responses, my reactions, whatever it is. That's all, discipline really is and i'll let you go since discipline seems to be something that struck a chord with you you know why because discipline is my foundational (laughs) word for myself and for my family because discipline does not care about your feelings you know it 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 overruns motivation because motivation is fleeting you can come and go but discipline regardless of what happens if you if you could be disciplined in your own self imagine how much you can get accomplished yeah. imagine and that's what it is a lot of men they lack discipline they lack discipline and that's because they wasn't trained and, and just like you said you know those firemen go through uh, a, a 12-week program i think it should be mandatory i i i mean i might be jumping out the window <laughs> but it should be mandatory that Every young boy, young girl, have to go through some type of program that will teach them discipline. I'm a trainer, right? And when I train kids, parents think I'm, I don't think they think I'm crazy. I think they, they, they might love me because that's the first word. I give them homework. I said, here's what we're going to be doing. I want you to tell me what this discipline means to you. I'm going to tell you what discipline means to me, and then I want you to go and research it and find out what discipline is. So they get it concrete in their head as the foundational thing because that is it, right? The underneath of reaction and the underneath of responding is discipline. Those guys got to go through discipline to make it through that training. If you have no discipline, you have no training. Well, discipline takes work. Discipline is not easy. And that's why people don't do it. Remember, the easy road is the natural road, the one that your body just wants to take. The natural road is, let me sit on the couch and eat chips, but it's not good for you. The disciplined road is, I really don't want to, but 
I got to get up and exercise. I have to do this or I have to do that or I have to get to work, whatever it may be. If you listen to your body and you only go with what is natural and what you're feeling and you want to give so much weight to your feelings and say, this is the way I feel, then none of us would go to work. Who feels like getting right. up in the morning and going to work? I don't. I do do. I do. Uh, on occasion, okay. Who, if I have a choice between an ice cream sandwich and a steak, I'm going to pick an ice cream sandwich sometimes. You know, just because it feels good doesn't mean it right. You can't trust your body. Right. You can't trust your mind. Your mind will trick yourself. You, you know, again, being a trainer, you know the way your body is. Just because your body is craving sugar doesn't mean it's part of your body. You got to get away from sugar, possibly. You, you know, no more than a heroin addict can can trust his urges. Can't. They're 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 wrong until you get everything clean and disciplined. Then you can listen clearly to your body because then your body is 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 working in in the way it's supposed to be. So those firefighters, they're they're di- so some of the things that it spoke about was their appearance, right? We think ah, I can I can do whatever I want, but the reality in this world is. How disciplined you are about your appearance shows people sometimes how disciplined you are in your in your life. True. So, which I thought was was really um, was really interesting. It spoke about here's another one that's foundational, which is things we're talking about their character. Yeah. Because where are you going to respond from? If your character isn't strong, then you're not going to look to help others. You're going to look to run away and only care about yourself. Um, they spoke about endurance. And endurance, they didn't need fit, mean so much physical endurance as much as mental fortitude um, and willingness. You know, because you got to be willing to run into that burning building. I go a step further. I started to, I wanted to look at why do people want to be, why why would somebody want to be a firefighter? Right? You ask a little kid, what do you want to be? I want to be a policeman. I want to be a firefighter. We're talking about firefighters because that was the, the little clip that we listened to, but really it was, you know, that day was all about first responders. Uh, just our, our clip happened to be about firefighters, but first responders were the ambulance workers, the police, all the different people that were there. Um, you know, and some people that just weren't officially there, but there were bystanders, yeah. exactly, um, that responded properly. So, you know, I don't want to give all, all that. Everybody deserves all the credit is the right. best way I can I can say it. So I wanted to go look because, you know, you ask a little kid, what do you want to do? You want to be a policeman? You want to be a fireman? Those are all the reasons. But why does a little kid want to be a policeman and fireman? Because they see it as heroic, right? But when you look at adults and you go through, and I was searching and checking out, is the number one reason is because they want to help others. And then when you look at what was so rewarding about being a fireman, helping others. Helping others. And that's going to go into a little bit about what our podcast is also about, not today's episode necessarily, but why do we want to get better? Not for ourselves, but for others. If we want to do it for ourselves, it's for the wrong reason. But if we want to do it for others around us, and we will still benefit because we are better. But when we look out for other people instead of ourselves, we're so much better off. You and I can go walking down a street together, and you'll be on one side and I'll be on the other, and... All right, Star, you look out for yourself, and I'll look out for myself. We have limited view, limited protection. Now, all of a sudden, Vin, I'll keep an eye on you. You keep an eye on me. Now, all of a sudden, I have 360-degree protection. That's right. And I'm not trying any harder. 
The only difference is instead of just looking out for myself, I'm looking out for you. And whatever part of me is looking out for you, you're looking out for me. And we're better off in two people. The two of us together are stronger than each of us individually. True. And so as we go through in our podcast and we're talking about all these things, this isn't a self-help and I want to stress that so much. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. This is not self-help. It's you want not. to sell, go to Barnes & Noble. There's 50,000 different books. It is. And all of them will sound reasonable. This is not self-help. This is... This is life. Yeah. I mean, this is, this is as it happens. And, there you and, go. And from your experiences and from my experiences and, 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 and the, the, the multitude of men from their experiences... Um, you, you got to look towards those experiences to see how they made it through. It, it, and I want to touch on what you said as far as a kid um, wanting to be a, 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 a fireman. They might, an impression probably was also made when they were growing up. So if you don't have the right type of models growing up, and, and the kid sees that and say, wow, I want to be like that guy right there. If we have too much of this nonsense might be going on then we have too much of those models being say yeah i want to be like that it's not necessarily the right thing to be so we need more we need more men modeling the right type of of behavior and the right type of thing so 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 you can have more kids saying i want to be like that that that's what i want to that's what i want to do i think it's our duty is our duty as men as it is it's a duty and, and, and we're not going to be cookie cutter. Everybody's no. going to be different. But as men, we're going to recognize the things in our lives that we see as weaknesses that take away from our strength and fix them. doesn't mean we're all going to look the same. It just means that we're, we're going to work on these things so that, that we're more powerful. You know? And I think that's what we all want to be. You know, we go to the gym. We do different things. But our, our heart just isn't in line with our body or our body isn't in line with our heart. And our desire to be better, sometimes we start making it superficial. We True. layer it on the outside instead of, you know, we were talking about character and layering it on the inside and caring about others. And that's what people like. Those are people, people respect you when you do selfless acts. It's true. We find those men at 9-11 heroes because they were selfless. They knew they were sacrificing. They were afraid. Of course. The reason I know they were afraid is they were human beings. They were afraid, but they realized they had a responsibility. They had a duty. And if they didn't do it, nobody was better set than them. Right. They couldn't step aside and say, somebody can do this in my place. Because, Star, you and I couldn't run into that building. We we would have been doing all the wrong things. Right. We would have had the right attitude. We would have been willing. Yep. But we weren't able. We weren't able. We weren't trained. We We didn't have what it was. So if they weren't there, who was going to do it? Not the right person. The same thing with us and our families. If we're not going to do it. Who? Right. Who? Nobody. You know who? TV. Yep. And that's where our, kid, that's where our families will model themselves after. And that's what's happening out there. Because the world is saying, look at this person. Look how great they are. That's who you want to be. We see these people become millionaires by being lowlifes, unfortunately. Um, not setting themselves up as good role models. And we have the real ability in a small circle of people around us to be a hero. No place else in this world will we get that opportunity. We can be a hero to those around us. We can help others around us. We can live a selfless life that people will respect us. 
And when it's all said and done, we leave. It's better to have a small circle of people that respected us and loved us than nobody. Right. I agree a thousand percent. So let's talk about where you know where these reactions come from. It's a reflexive part of our brain. It's a protective mechanism. It's very raw. Um, it'll eat us up if we're not careful. It's something that comes, and we've always done it. That's the problem. We've been like this since we're young, and we start to think that this is just the way I am. And we're going to start talking about how to recognize these things. But first and foremost, when we start looking at our reactions and how we're acting, we have to start saying, why did I do that? Why? What happened? You know, sometimes we'll panic. It's a fear. Usually it's something, why did I holler at my child? Why did I say that like I said it to my wife? You know, why are these things happening? You know, all of a sudden you open up the checkbook and your first thing is, you know, what are you spending money like this for? <laughs> the conversation is never going to go and really no, well never after that. Go right. Nope. Instead of all. just taking a breath, and you might, you, you, and all of a sudden you find out it was, you know, it was something that you and your wife had agreed upon the right. week before, and you forgot, forgot about it. Yeah. Or maybe it was, it was something that just had to be. But we need to be careful. It's so innate that we don't realize that we're. We're doing it sometimes instead of just taking that breath and 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 reacting and you know what is it you know what is what is that immediate fear of my checkbook right then and there okay money spent what's the big deal it's only money if you start to really un unpeel the layer well I know how I feel if I don't have enough money to pay the bills that's right well how do I feel well I don't feel like I'm providing for right. my family well what does that what does that feel like well maybe I'm not doing the right things I ought to do it maybe I'm I'm not the 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 father, the the husband that I'm supposed to be. These things. Yeah, yeah. I, maybe, you know, uh, um, um, you know, and my son is looking up 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 to me or my daughter, and you know, what if they really find out that I can't provide for them? Yeah. And what if my family starves to death? They're not going to starve <laughs> to death, right? Right, right? What if they don't have a roof yeah. over the head? What if my family hates me? It's not going to happen. See, the fear. There there's there's probably a tiny speck of reality in it that we hey we got to be concerned. But look what it turned into, it this did. big ball of a monster yes, of fear that you decided to now let take control of you, and you're going to push that monster out to somebody else. It's true. And really what you're saying is, look at everything I'm afraid of. How could you do this? You're making me yeah. more scared. Why would you make me watch this scary yeah. movie? But it comes out in aggression towards. Yeah. <laughs> well, as men, that's the right, way it right, comes right, out. Right, right, right. As, as aggression. So... As men, we need to control our baser instincts and use our reasoning for better, longer-lasting outcomes. Listen, we pass by the... Ma Let's be honest, we're men. We pass by the magazine stand, Sports Illustrated, Bikini Edition is there. You look, glance, there's a reaction. Of course. But all of a sudden, you don't start living out in your mind that you know, you're married to that person and yeah. you start you know, following through on this thing. Yep, it's, wife and kids, you're about yeah, to... Yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> you know, it, it, it's, it's silly. You, you, we, we think, we got to think big picture, not foolish things. Um, you know, we rule the earth, not because of our superior strength as men. When I say we rule the earth, I don't mean men rule the earth. I mean mankind rules the earth over the animals. Um, it's not because of our superior strength, right? Otherwise... Elephants, um, lions, they would be ruling the earth and we would be 
subservient to them. It's not because of numbers. Um, if that were the case, cockroaches and rats, rats would be ruling mm -hmm. the earth. Um, it's with our intellect. Our intellect that we bring all of these other things into subjugation. Then why do we want to act like animals? Because that's what animals do. You can't get mad at a, at a dog for peeing in your house. No. It's what dogs do. That's what they do. If he's not going to pee in the house, guess what you got to do? Train. Train him. <laughs> Train him because his natural instinct is going to be to pee in his house. Right. But you know what else a natural instinct of a dog is going to be? He's not going to he's not going to pee or poop where he eats. That's right. And you know what? That dog doesn't need to be taught that. No. Nope. It's a natural instinct right. of the dog. Um, so you you take some of those natural things and you turn it into into training. So the same thing, you take our fears and we learn to recognize them and and turn them into something. And how do we use that intellect? Um, you know, what are some consequences of reacting? What are some consequences of reacting besides making a fool of ourselves? I think I think it set, it sets you up for for a cycle of failure. Cycle of failure. What does that look like? <laughs> run run it running in circles. And like we had a discussion before. Um I think I think having those type of fears only create more fears, just like the story we were talking about before. And you think that, you know, this time I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna react in a certain way where it's gonna be different and it's not. You do the same thing. You do the same thing and you, you just get further away from, from how you're supposed to respond. And next time I'm gonna try harder, right? Absolutely. And what happens? It, you get further away from yeah. and you, fa you fail harder. <laughs> you fail harder. There you it, go. It, exactly, exactly. It, instead of saying, saying, you know what, let me step out. Let me step out of this cycle and see. And, and what you were saying before, where someone has, you know, they have to recognize those fears and be able to address those fears and take responsibility for those fears rather than say, oh, I'm frustrated. I don't want to deal with it. Maybe I'm going to drink. Maybe I'm going to do some addictive behavior that's going to, you know, soothe me a little bit. Instead of taking responsibility and standing up and saying, you know what? No, I need to deal with this. Look, it took me a long time. When I would say something, because I would always justify my actions because, yeah, I could use my intellect. I could justify my behavior, whether to my wife or kids. I could justify it. But it took growth for me to say, you know what? You're wrong. You're wrong. And the, and the correct response that I got was when I said I was wrong and said, you know what? Instead of having a rebuttal to the story, just saying, you know what? I was wrong. I'm going to fix it. Mm -hmm. and, and, and I found so much growth in that for myself in taking responsibility and just fixing the issue. Am I 100% all the time, Ben? No. no none of us are. <laughs> it's a work in progress. But coming to that realization of it first and saying, how can I do this? And it's just simple. You just do it. Yeah. No, no excuses. Justifying yeah. is... Um, it's again another weakness. It's let me explain to you why it's okay for me to be weak. Right. <laughs> That's all it is. That's all it is. Star. Oh man. It, let me let explain me you to you weak. why it's okay that I acted so weak. That's that's a that's a defense mechanism of the brain. We don't want to face the reality. We want to. We build up. Remember that we build up this outward shield based on our own lies and then we start to believe that it really is invincible and we always have to build it up and that's why justification you know what justification is that's reinforcing uh you know that that shield we're, we're not really our, our wiring once we realize that we can't trust our own wiring 
right? And the way we're coded. And that's why we got we to gotta rewrite that code, man. That's yeah. up to us. You can do it. You, you take that code. You realize this is the way I'm wired. This is what's going to happen every time. Recognize those triggers that make me go. And then start to, to rewrite it. It's no different than training that dog. What, what, are you, what are you doing? He didn't forget it. He just learned a different, a different route. And we got to rewrite the code. Otherwise, that circle, you're just going to keep going in the same circle and trying harder. And then sometimes, you know what you'll do? Let me, let me make a new circle. A new circle is going to be a new relationship. Because now that one didn't work out. Yeah. So instead of fixing it by fixing myself or whatever is necessary, um, it must be the other person because I did everything I needed to do, right? I'm okay. Yeah. So let me go to a different cycle and circle and let me start again with another person. And guess what's going to happen? It may be different problems or different circumstances, but it's still the same you. But it's them though. It's uh, not you. Uh, it's, it's them that's... And, and then it's going to fail. And you know what? If we had enough times in this lifetime, it would just keep going. So we, we need to start realizing that, um, you know, we, we get very weak and we we start to build up confidence in that weakness. We start to trust that weakness. Mm. And that growing confidence in, in that weakness, we're just letting the easy take over. That old adage, nothing comes easy. Well, if you want nothing from life, take it easy. And if you're taking it easy, expect nothing. Wow, yep. Now you can go to the opposite. <laughs> if you want something in life, it's going to be hard. Real simple. You know, you're but a that's trainer. That's not taught. You're a trainer. You know, why, why can't I build muscle eating potato chips on the couch? Because it's easy. It doesn't work that way. Everyone it, have it, muscles. Yeah. Everyone. And, and, and I think that's not, that's not being taught. It's not being taught that it's going to be hard. Like, my, perfect example, my clients. They, they'll say to me, when is this going to get easy? And I laugh. I mean, I'm <laughs> laughing hard. I say it high. It never gets easy. Yeah. You just get better. What I give you now, right, is going to be easy a couple of weeks from now. So guess what I'm going to do? Put more resistance on you. Yeah. The only way you're going to grow, the only way you're going to start to feel good is you have resistance. There's no, there's, there's no other way until your body learns to respond. Mm -hmm. Guess what? If you're trying it for the first time, you're going to react. You might not want to exercise anymore. You might say, like, this is too much. Your nervous system's going to be like, whoa, whoa, I'm being overloaded. But with the right training, mm -hmm. the right trainer, guess what is going to happen? What you took a year to see no results in two months, I can give you results. And that's because you had the right training. So it's, so it's exactly that. Mm -hmm. it's, and, and the discipline along with that. Everything is being built and being taught. Like it's gonna be hard. But guess what? While it's being difficult, doesn't mean that you can't have fun. I like it. Let's take that resistance. All right. Let's apply what you're talking about to life. All right. Let's talk resistance. Resistance is gonna be our circumstances. So you need resistance as you as you're being trained, right? To to grow. Absolutely. Yeah. So in life, we also need resistance. We all want it so easy. And all easy isn't going to give us anything. All we try to do is avoid obstacles, avoid problems. Um, we want our problems taken away. You take one away, another one takes its place. Instead, sure. how do I deal with them? You know, what happens when you're going to work out? You're, 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 you are attacking something. The you weakness. are going, you're attacking the weakness. <laughs> yep. Your part of your brain doesn't want to exercise. The other part does. Um, you know, and, and you go in and you say, this is what I want. And you take you take control. And in life, it's the same thing. If you just want it easy, 
All you do is complain about your problems because you know what? Your problems are your problems. And, uh, you know, and this is why I can't do this. This is why I can't do that. This is why I can't be successful. This is why I don't have a relationship. This is why I don't have more money. Um, it's always a problem. A circumstance, we'll call it, but it's also called life. Right. Those problems are always going to be there. Those circumstances don't keep us from anything unless you allow it and unless you give them power. And the same thing with our, as we're looking at the negative things in life that we give power to, we'll do the same thing for, for the weakness in us. We give power to it. We'll start to think this is just the way I am, and we'll start reacting and we'll hurt others. And then we think it's okay to hurt others because it's just the way I am. I have a bad temper, whatever it may be. We become complacent. That's one of the consequences of reacting. We get blinded to our own weakness. We become stagnated. We don't grow. We don't grow. Loss of respect, mm. not just for ourselves, but from others. You know, people demand respect. You don't demand anything. You know, I don't even know if you earn respect. I don't even... I think it's just something that happens. If you look for it, you're doing things for the wrong reason. Respect is either going to happen or it's not, and you got a lot better chance that it's going to happen for doing the right thing. And maybe if you're not getting the respect of the people and you're doing the right thing, you're hanging out with the wrong people right. that don't respect the right thing, Right. if that makes it, sense. No, it does, it does. Right. So the consequences are that you can just be weak and blind and go on like this the rest of your life. And people really do want to be better. People really do want to be significant. They don't want to just go through the motions. What are we teaching other people? Don't we want a better life for the next generation that we bring up? I don't want to accomplish a lot in this world. But I one of the things I do want when I die is that my kids would say, Well, you know, they may have not always understood me. They may have not always agreed with me, but... That was a good dad. That's dropping mic. I'm done right there. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's what it comes down to. Success for me is that. You, you know, go. you know, you have your kids that get up on stage. I want to thank my mom. I want to thank my dad. But I want him to say specifically, and like I said earlier, doing things intentional to say, my dad taught me this. He taught me that. He taught me this. He basically taught me to be a man. I'm crying. I'm in tears when that happened. Yeah, yeah. You know what? Because I, I know, I know, I know for a fact that I'm doing the right thing, and 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 it's it's not an arrogance or anything like that. You got to be proud of that. You got, it's almost like a I'm I'm proud of that. You know what? Because I have I have that's why it keeps me straight because I know I have a lot to lose and not just uh kids house material things or whatever. Is the respect of my family, right? That legacy, that means the world to me. If if if, if I knew who my great 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 grandfather was, that means he did something great. Not to say he did, who knows? But I want to leave a legacy where my great 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 grandkids say, you know what? It started right there. And if and and if your family has a tradition of a certain thing and it's not seen in a positive way, well, whoever's listening to this, you have the opportunity to start something and say, "I was the founding father of this, and that I started something that you can pass down for generations." Now, that's a responsibility. That's care how much money you made. That is something that's going to re, be 
remembered. Yeah. That that is what we got on the line. Is that generations of men that's going to come after you that you're responsible for it. And when you look at it from that perspective that you have generations of men that's going to come from you. Oh, you 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 got to say, "Oh, I'm excited about that." You, you got a chance to write a template, a a a, a blueprint to a new man. I get excited about that. I don't know who else, but I do. That is exciting. Be, be, because my, I want my son to be better than me. I want him to be. Yeah. He has to be. That's our goal. That's that's the goal. That's our goal. We want them to be better than us and not have to learn all the lessons as hard as we learned. Hopefully they'll pick up a few and we can give them the good foundation where they could start off a little better, where maybe sometimes we started a few steps behind. Right. And you said a good thing there is just, you know, what are you valuing in life? Hey, if... You had a choice between $10,000 or the respect to your children. I think most dads are going to say, the respect to my children. Okay, what about 100000 Yeah. What about a million? Yeah. What about $10 million? Respect to my children. children. Can't put a price on it. And then as men, it's so funny. We go out there and we go into the workplace and we become workaholics and we, we work 12 hours a day and don't come home and we say we're doing it for our families. Right. I, I, hey, I was one of them. We're guilty. Guilty as charged. Because we think, we, we forget what our families really need. You. Us. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> there you go. There's, and we, we, lo we lose balance. And it's some of it. And, we, and you know what? We'll even fool ourselves and we'll puff out our chest. I'm working for yeah. my family. No. I'm working because I'm afraid. You're afraid. I'm, not I'm working. It's a bad thing because mm. as men, we ought to you work. got to work for sure. I'm, I'm overworking and neglecting my family because I'm afraid. Yep. I'm afraid of those things we spoke of before. What if I can't feed them? What if I don't give them a good enough life? What if they, you know, our kids are not going to remember any of the things that they had other than their time and experience with That's us. True. That's what's most important. You know, they may have a toy here or there that they cherish and they talk about, but for the most part, they're all in a, they're all in a dump someplace. So as we continue down, we see the consequences is reacting. And hey, if if I'm okay with it, don't don't even listen to this podcast. I right. mean, just move on. This isn't for you. For, this for is you. not for the many. This is for the few. Because right. many people out there want it easy. And we know that in this world, there's a really a small handful, a small percentage that really makes this world go around. And if our percentage shrinks anymore, it, the world is just going to collapse. I mean, morally, just so many different things that are happening. If we don't stand up and and do what we are supposed to do, which brings us back to our firefighter friends. They did it because they were supposed to. They were trained. It was their responsibility. They were on call. And who else was going to do it? Who else? Who else was going to do it? It was so important. You know, so what's so different about reacting and responding well responding is something that we learn we teach children what do we teach them we teach them to share a child's natural tendency is one mine. child takes it they take it away from them that's mine. mine and we have to teach them to share why because we know as parents that we need to teach them these tools for when they get older because that doesn't work socially in no. the real right, in the real right. world and the more and more we realize that it isn't enough just to love our children we make a big deal about loving our kids. Guess what? We, that's, it, that's, that is, it comes natural. That, it <laughs> There's a lot of crazy people out there that are sick and don't love their children and do bad things. 
But just to say I love my children and run with that feeling and we think that's where parenting ends, that's only the beginning. Yeah. All of those lessons that aren't easy, they're hard. All of those things that take work that aren't easy, take they're work. hard. That's where our responsibility as, as dads come into play, as parents. Um, and, and as we go and we're going we're gonna to respond, it's the things that we've learned that we want to pass on, the things that we have that we want to put into play. And a response is something that, you know, it comes from observations, from experiences in our lives, from training. And it goes on and on. Those firefighters, they don't graduate after that 12-week course and all of a sudden, all right, guys, you're a whole engine company by yourself right. or whatever. <laughs> no, they start getting them with in with other men Support. that are more experienced, that have continued to gain more resistance to learn more, yeah. more training that they can move on further. And, you know, they look at those those green beans coming out of the, you know, the, the firefighter academy and they're like, well, to me and you, those guys are 12 weeks ahead of us to those experienced firefighters. They're looking at them like, all right, now, now your, your training's really going to begin. Right. So as we go to respond and, um, you know, sometimes we react too because it's what, just what others do, getting in with the crowd. You know, how often, and, and again, I'll go back to things that we can relate to when we were a kid because we'll look at it and we'll think it's wrong. And as adults, we see, oh, I'm beyond that. So if we can look at those things and say, I still have it in me, is it okay to have? For instance, out on the playground, one kid would tease one, another kid. And all of a sudden, you think it's okay to tease because other people are doing it. Right. And it's easier to fit in and tease than it is to defend. That's right. So reacting is, is easy. It blends in with the crowd. All of a sudden, when people, you know, they see the way somebody's dressed. Oh, look at the way that person's dressed. Yep. And right away... If you jump in on that side, it shows that I'm okay. I'm with you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Look at them. Yeah. <laughs> As opposed to because you were so afraid of people looking at me. Um, so we react out of weakness. It blends in with others. We tend towards ease. We tend towards laziness. We tend towards insignificance. And if you want all of these things, just, just take it easy. But to respond is that learned reaction. Um, and it doesn't take time. If you, you know, on our call, those guys, boom, You're boom, ready. boom, boom. You just said it, on call. On call. <laughs> on they call were ready. mentality. Yeah, it was, it was immediate. It didn't take them any longer to respond. And little by little, they've learned some of those responses. But it's only once you start putting them into practice. And that responding is from training, as we said. It's... Um, it's seamless as reacting. It's smooth. It's in control. You get, you say something. Oh. Before you move on, man, that that grabbed me. So I had to had to say something about that. Talking about the on call mentality and the training for it. If people are looking for training, is life as it happens. And I guess it's for you to start recognizing how do you need like okay for instance right. They have a simulator. The, the the firemen learn how to put out a fire. You know, they run the hose, hook it up. They got to go through all these things, right? So with us, in our everyday lives, where we're on our job, daily interactions with people, our kids, wives, whatever the situation may be, is a good idea to take an assessment. Because you hear the guys on the radio, right? They're not just running in blindly. They're taking an assessment of what is happening. They're communicating with each other. 
and then they're developing a plan. So you had first take an assessment of your life. What, what 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 do you feel your fears are? What do you mm -hmm. assess your life honestly? You you look at yourself every day in the mirror. You you know exactly what you need to work on. Assess it. Put a plan together. If you need support from your brothers, call on one of your brothers. But you have to assess and be honest with yourself and say, okay, in everyday life, I know that my wife or someone, I really can't, they're going to say something to get me. And, and I usually react this way. There goes your chance. You can say to yourself, okay, I am put this into practice. I'm going to train. I know as soon as I walk out of the door, I'm going to see something on the floor and they know I don't like stuff on the floor. <laughs> Next time you walk through that door and you see that thing on the floor, okay, oh, this is this is my opportunity. How you doing? Like, okay, this is on the floor. You might pick it up and say, hey, here's a reminder, you know, can you guys just pick after yourself rather than saying, yeah, you know, I don't like stuff on the floor. Ah, this drives me crazy. Everyday life is training, but make an assessment see where you can test yourself because anything that's not tested it's not worthy it's not so you, you you're not gonna take those firemen uh and say oh you want to be a fireman okay go ahead and run into the building they're not tested so what's gonna happen you have no training you're 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 not only gonna place other people's lives in danger your your life is gonna be in danger also mm -hmm. and that helps no one and you can't stop life can't Life stop comes it. at you every day. So you said something. We, you know, we identify those triggers, and we can't get upset when those trigger mechanisms come into our life. You can't avoid them. They're going to be there. But take away the power from them. Take control. And that's what responding does. If you ever doubt at the, out of the ocean, and all of a sudden one of the kids' balls goes out on the water, the ball is just going up and down. And when we react, that's all we are. We're that ball on the waves of ocean. Yeah. We, we, are, we have no control whatsoever. It's, we're just along for the ride. When you respond, you're regaining control. You're no longer along for the ride. You're the one driving. You're overriding those baser instincts and you're rewriting that code. And here's the great thing, you have such power, you're the one writing the code. And that's why I say, since you're the one writing the code, we're not making cookie cutter men. Right. We're just going <clears throat> with, let me take the weak things that I know are hurting me and are affecting others around me. Right. And let me let me get control of them because that is my responsibility as a man. My responsibility as a man is to is to use the power that I have and to protect those around me as well. And we don't realize it. Sometimes the biggest person that the people around us need protection from is ourselves. Right. Because as men we carry so much authority with the people around us that we don't realize that sometimes they're even afraid of us or they don't respect us or or sometimes they just work around us instead of us having an intimate part of their lives that we're helping them grow instead we just end up being that guy that you don't want to be that guy you don't want to be that guy and you know a perfect example of that and i know i keep going back to my son but hey that's my responsibility and these are these are things that i'm actually doing am i perfect no and, and, and teaching him to, um, as far as responding and not be that guy. And you mentioned about if something is happening. I said, I said to him, it's like, you have always protected people. I was like, and like you said before, never following the crowd and what you think the crowd wants to do. 
if you're that one person that stands up, then be that one person that stands up. The crowd is weak. The, the crowd is weak. The crowd is weak. Always revert back to your training because you were trained better. You weren't you weren't trained to be like that. And like you said, you just, you're reverting back to the crowd. Don't revert back to the crowd. Rely on your training. Do the right thing like you're supposed to. You know, so yeah, that that that's definitely important. Okay. So now if there's weakness in, in reacting, there's obviously strength in response. We will learn to respond because we see the weakness in our reactions. And we say, you know, as men, oh, I'm not I'm not weak. I, you know, I'm you know, I'm I'm aggressive. Well, that's usually out of weakness too. You know, you're not more of a man because you run to a fight as opposed to running from a fight. Right. All it is, they're both they're both out of the same basic fear. You're afraid. Some people out of their fear they fight, some run, some could faint. <laughs> None are any better than the other. And I'm not talking about having to defend yourselves. Yeah. I'm just talking about in um in an argument, whatever it may be, as men, they you know some guys that are really good arguers, they'll stand up and they'll think who they are because they stand up for themselves and and they'll argue a point or whatever it may be, and they think that makes them more of a man. It doesn't make us more of anything. Um, or we'll take great pride. I have an A personality. That doesn't make you any more of a man than a B personality right. or whatever the letter of the alphabet may be there. Um, just because it comes naturally to you doesn't mean it's a strength. Um, sometimes it's just what fits our, our comfort level, but it doesn't fit situations because that's why as men sometimes we'll appear to be bullies. So you, so you, you think like, you know, sometimes society can praise certain behavior mm-hmm. and, and, and look at, you know, other behavior as being weak or not a man yeah, per se, you know, absolutely. and, and you kind of get trapped or, or funneled into like, this is what you you know, a man is supposed to be. Some of it we learned on the playground. I remember when I was a kid, I used to get so mad. And I, I, was, I was the aggressive type. I wasn't a bully, but I was the aggressive type. And I used to get so mad at the kids. Or I didn't even get mad at them. I did not understand the kids that weren't aggressive. Right. The kids that didn't defend themselves. The kids that ran away. Right. I saw them as weak. Mm-hmm. It's not until I get a little bit older that I realize, hey, they're they're not any weaker than I was. If anything, I was probably a little bit weaker. So sometimes we could be seen as a bully, and, and that's certainly nothing that we want to take pride in. Um, you know, because that, that's ultimate weakness and fear. You know, we've learned more and more about bullies over the years, and we realize that, you know, it's really out of weakness and out of hurt that they're reacting towards others instead of taking control of their feelings and turning it into something else and, re- and responding. And you know, the funny thing is, is that when you look at a bully, right? And they're standing in that place of strength, right? Everyone's afraid, you know. The funny thing is about a bully is that that bully has also the power to turn it on and defend. So if you know that you have that power to cause fear, and people respect you out of fear or whatever the case may be. You also have that power to protect. So you might not, you might look at aggression if you turn it into bullying as negative, but you also have that aggression and have that power to protect at the same time. So using it for the right, right for the right reasons, for sure. Because unfortunately what will happen is we'll take our strength, we'll posture it 
and it actually becomes weakness instead of strength because yeah. when we use it in the in the wrong in the wrong ways um you know responding the other part of the reason why it's it's it makes us stronger and just by responding and changing the way we do things we become stronger and stronger no different than exercise because what ends up happening is it goes against all of your fear impulses when you respond because when you respond to whatever the situation may be you start to learn you start to take power away from that fear and before right. you know what that trigger point isn't even a trigger point anymore True. so little by little you're, you're growing in in strength you don't always have the same fear and eventually you'll start to see that fear for what it really was sometimes a false fear no different than sometimes we'll give we'll give power to that bully Right? We look at them and say, oh, I'm afraid of them. But why? Well, why? Yeah, why? why? So as real men, we need to control our impulses. I think that's a fair statement. Otherwise, we'd really get ourselves in trouble. Um, and this sounds odd, but we have to control that impulse, even if it means the things we're talking about, running into a burning building to save somebody. So you say, Vin, that makes no sense. That's what we're talking about. If the building's on fire and I just run in, because you were talking about a little bit before, is about that training, what's our plan? Or, yeah, uh, evaluate the situation. What's the goal? Yeah, what are you What's the to goal do? of me running into that building? Yeah. Save that person. If I blindly now run into that building, we could both be dead. Absolutely. If my main goal is to save that person, then maybe as I go to run in that building, I also need to know that I got to wet, wet a blanket or something. I, I need to do something to make it so that I can fulfill my goal. My goal isn't just to run into the building and try, try to save try. that person. My goal is to save that person. Yeah. And, and to do so, I can't run blindly into that building. Yep. Those firefighters, they may have looked like they were just running in, but they all had a plan and they were prepared and they had a goal. And, they, and if you listen to more and more of the things that happened on 9-11, you listen to those inner calls between the firemen, they all had stations. They all had floors. They were yeah. all reporting back to each other. Otherwise, they would all be standing on the same floor, all doing the same thing. So as a man, we need to control those impulses, even if the impulse is to run into the burning building. We have to say, what is my, what is my real purpose and goal in what I'm doing? And it'll help us realize that this isn't, this isn't about going into hero mode. Right. This is about accomplishing a goal. Superman wouldn't be a hero if he didn't save people. Right. <laughs> Bottom line. That's, exactly. If you're not saving people and you're not using what you have for good, it means you're not using it or using it for bad. And those are usually the villains. Right. And we never want to see ourselves as the villains. We all want to be the superheroes. Right. And we see the superheroes, oh boy, if I only had that strength, what would I do? To some people in our lives, we are superheroes. Right. And we do have that strength. My son asked me if I'm stronger than Hulk. I said, come on, guy. Of course I am. <laughs> I love it. So we can't be reckless. We don't want to have reckless abandon. It's not about harming ourselves, because if we're harming ourselves, we're not helping others. It's about have, being conscious of what we're doing. There is strength in response, but it comes from 
this great thing that God gave us as humans, our brain, our mind. And as men, it goes back to, that's why our podcast is called Thinking Men. Men, we got to think. It's easy to be a brute. Yeah. It's easy to go with whatever our instincts are. But it helps us in when we go to respond to a problem. And we're going to talk about some practical application. Just a few little things, to a checklist to go through and, and try out to help us to learn to respond. But part of it is we spoke about recognizing the trigger. What am I really afraid of? What's going on? What's my goal? What do I really want to do in this situation? And prior to prioritizing, what do I want out of this? And what can I best do in this situation? What's the most necessary? If I go and I just run into the building and I forget the hose, right? <laughs> Didn't work. <laughs> you ran into the building. Yeah, That's my about goal it. is to save. What do I do? How do I prioritize what I'm going to do to help, to best help the other person, which is my ultimate goal? My goal can't be about me. It needs to be about others. When it's about others, we can we tap into a strength that's not selfish but selfless. That's and that's where real strength comes from. I love it. When you only want to help yourself, you're limited in your strength. You can't draw deep enough. But when it's for others, it's there's true. something special. It's true. It's true. Like your family or your kids, you see something happen. You see, you hear about, you know, these parents that do heroic things like lift cars or, you know, whatever it is. Just to save, because it goes beyond your strength. It, goes it, it, it really, it really does. And and back to what you were saying, um, you know, we can always have good intentions, but bad execution. Bad execution. <laughs> you know? There you go. And there's a lot. There's a lot of men that you know. Sometimes we have the be best intentions, but of we course. we don't execute. We're not good men. And once we start realizing that I'm, I may not be a bad guy, but I'm certainly not the best man that I can be or should be. And then I need to decide, will I be? And that's what all of us, because you know, we can have all the talent in the world and all the power, but if we don't have the, the, the willingness and the drive, right. if we're never going to go to the academy, we're never going to be the firefighter. You, know, you, have to, you have to have those things. And we spoke about running into the building, and there's certain precautions, the ultimate goal. And I want to tell the other side of that is, if the ultimate goal does mean to sacrifice yourself, then so be it. So be it. That's what you signed up. So you be see, it. Yeah. You know, and, and that's what makes us men, and that's what it is. And the ultimate goal is the other person. And part of the reason when it's about others, there's a deeper strength. If we're, all of a sudden we're stranded somewhere. And you hear these stories out in Colorado where a family will get stranded in a car in the middle of nowhere. If that man has to go out for help let's take first scenario he's all by himself and he's just going to go out for help and you're going along and finally you start feeling you know what it's cold i'm miserable i don't care if i die i'm giving up mm -hmm. when he has to go for help and he's leaving the people he loves in mm -hmm. that vehicle there is nothing that's going to stop him that's right because what we'll find is that biggest obstacle is that person i just described he lives with inside of us that says, I'm going to give up because I don't care about myself. And we're always going to be false short of who we're going to be or who we can be when we make it about ourselves because that person inside will reach a level where they say, eh, I don't really care that much or I'll give up. 
But that person inside, if you make it about others, that's when you'll finally become the man that you can be when you put others first. It's true, Vin. Vin, man, and on a personal note, there's there's some situations in my life, man, where I felt like giving it up. When I look at my family faces and, and, and know that the future them, not even the present them, but the future them depend on me to get up and keep going, I, it's no choice. It's not even a question. I might throw a pity party and feel sorry for myself. Yes, I might do that. But the end of the day is like, no, the future them depends on you now in the present to make a decision and choice to get up and stand up for, for, for them. And, and like you said, it, it becomes selfless. It definitely becomes selfless. You, you don't think about yourself cause it, because if it was up to you, you would say, I'm just going to die. I'm just going to give up. Throwing in a towel. I'm done. You know what's a great story also? When you become selfless, all of a sudden your problems aren't as big. It's true. Your it's pro- true. Your problems aren't as big because you're focusing on others. It leads to happiness. But hey, we'll touch on that one in another, right. in another, another episode. That's another, yeah. But this is all about men thinking. Men thinking. Men thinking. You, know, you start to think different, you'll start to be different. You'll start to make a difference. Goes in line. It's very logical, but we got to think. So where does those responses come from? It comes from training. It comes from that inner strength. It comes from confidence that you build up. Confidence in your training. Right. Right. Training yeah. builds confidence. Confidence builds, builds training. Too. And they start to add on to each other and build on it, onto it. Yep. Um, controlling ourselves because we're the biggest we're, we're our obstacle ourselves you don't believe me what about that guy every night that wants to wake up early the next morning and is gonna I'm gonna wake up early I'm gonna exercise I'm gonna eat good I'm gonna do all this where is that guy when the alarm goes off in the morning there's another guy that takes over that weak part of our brain mm-hmm. uh, maybe later and then all of a sudden later comes uh, the day is too far away. I'll do it tomorrow. And tomorrow's only a day away. You remember the cycle, the circle that we were talking yep. about? That's the, that's, the, that's the weak man's circle. The weak man. <laughs> and we all have the weak man the in weak our man brain. Circle. <laughs> but it's up to us. We're our own worst enemies. We got to kick that weak guy's ass every day. I know I do. Every day I got to kick his butt. And because that's part of me. That's part of me. And some people that seem so strong. Sometimes they've just gotten better. They've trained themselves to kick the weak guy's butt in their brain. Every time. And and for those people, I'll say you need to find some sense of duty and some sense of responsibility. Because if if someone's life depends on it, like I'm a trainer, people say, oh, you know, some of my clients, Vin, 4 a.m. in the morning, training, like they're looking at me like I'm crazy. No, guess what? I take what I do very seriously because their life, Depends on it. If you're going to make that commitment, I can hit snooze and no, I'm going to be there because I have a sense of duty, sense of responsibility. And they got they got to absolutely love what they're doing. Not absolutely. Well, you can still love what you're doing and still get a little bit burnt out. But when that sense of call, duty and your own call and it happens, you go, you do it. Some people, some men, 
don't have a sense of responsibility or a sense of duty. And if those things are lacking, then what are you living for? You know, there's no purpose behind uh-huh. them getting up. What, okay, what am I going to get up for? It's no purpose for me to get up. Turn your life into a purpose. Well, there, there it is. Turn your life into a purpose. There it is. And you'll be significant. So as we look at, you know, how do I respond? You know, it's so easy, it's hard. And the reason it's hard, Star, is because I'm in my own way. I'm the guy I got to battle to do this. Real simple. You come across a situation, you know your trigger points, you know your weakness. First start to recognize, start to listen to people around you that always tell you things and that you don't want to listen to. When you make those (laughs) justifications you were talking about before, start looking at yourself and start realizing, why am I weak? Why am I afraid? What, What is the underlying issue here? of what's going on, right? Take that little pause, control your body, be the one that's going to be in the driver's seat. Even if you don't know how to respond, not reacting is a response. Right. <laughs> yeah. Not reacting is a response. That's your first start. That's your there first you go. start. You take a breath. You notice that you're feeling something and then start to figure out what am I feeling? Well, I'm feeling anger. Well, why are you angry? You know, just to be angry doesn't give you know isn't angry anger is a false sense of strength it's really weakness what why am i angry you know start to peel it back well because you know the, the, the way they said that to me they didn't respect me okay now we're getting a little little closer so now there's a little pride how dare they say that to me they spoke to me that way don't they know who i am you know mm-hmm. you know but we'll do the same to others but they we always want others to understand us and give us a break, but we justify our actions. So pause, take a break. Notice what I'm feeling. Why, you know, I'm feeling anger. Why am I angry? Hmm. Well, maybe it was at work and the way a coworker spoke to me. How dare they speak to me like that? Maybe I felt insulted, but why? Really start to peel it back. What am I really afraid of? Did did they go against my ego? Did they say something that I thought was belittling? Something that somebody, I don't feel anybody has the right to say to me? It's usually that. Yeah, Yeah, something along those lines. Whatever it may be. Mm -hmm. I don't don't know. And then how am I going to respond? Well, what's my goal? Let's Let's take somebody on the road, right? You're driving and somebody beeps their horn at you, right? What's my goal of flipping a finger at them? Nothing. You could get yourself killed. <laughs> right? What's my right. goal of even hollering to myself in the car? Nothing. Didn't resolve anything. I think a lot of a lot of it too is like you feel them doing that is disrespect cutting you off, so you want them to feel disrespected yeah. too. To, it's like one up over you. Like, okay, you did this, so I'm gonna do that. What what is my ultimate goal? Why is my is my is my reaction gonna take care of this goal? No. You know, or is it, you know, do I have a goal? Is there a goal? You know, what is my response going to be? You know, it might be, let's say at work, all of a sudden, you didn't get the promotion that you thought you deserved. So all of a sudden now, all right, I'm not going to work as hard. Well, that's a reaction. But why? Well, I don't feel respected. I don't feel they deserve my giving them all. Well, why don't they deserve it? Because they don't recognize everything that I am. And then with that, you'll start to do other weak things. You'll start to not even try at getting a promotion. You'll start blaming you're not getting the promotion on on them. Oh, because I'm not a kiss-ass like that person. Right. 
you start we start to justify our own our own weaknesses in many different things we start to expect that a person to see inside of our head and see all of our potential instead of working and accomplishing things to get those potentials <laughs> we start to do a lot of weak things and we blame other people right and i think we can all relate to that we've all been in job situations where it didn't turn out the way it should have maybe it just wasn't a good fit right why do we want to blame other people so what do I really want my goal to be? If my real goal is to get the promotion, then I ought to be working harder, right? To get the promotion, not right? blame other people. Not blame why other people right. why I didn't. Not come home and complain to my family about it. If what my real goal is, so what should my response be to not getting that promotion? Well, number one, why do I want the promotion? What is my real goal here? And if it's really something that I want, my response needs to be geared towards that. Maybe I do need to work harder. Maybe I need to listen to what my boss did say about the way my reports are, are handed in or aren't timely. And just because I think the reports aren't that important, obviously my boss does. So maybe I do have to play within the box a little bit for what needs to be done, but it doesn't mean that I have to be typeset into who I am. It just means that these are some of the rules that are laid out I got to play by these rules. But then after that, I still have my own personality and things that I can put into play to drive this position to even the next level. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, you can do it how you want to do it. So it's, you know, what is my goal going to be? Or we're talking about the argument over the checkbook. What do I really want? You know, with with my wife over the checkbook, I I want her to understand what I'm under, what I'm feeling and how I view finances that, hey, I work really hard. I'm away from my family. There's a certain value to the trinket or whatever was purchased. And it shows me that you don't really value my time away from the family. If you're going to spend money in a way that I seem see isn't important, she may see it as something very important right. that we don't understand. And if my main goal is really to get on the same page and have a good relationship with my wife, my response is going to be very different. And what's my goal? My goal is that I want to be in sync with her and to be in sync with her, she needs to understand me. But for her to understand me, I need to understand myself right. and what I was doing. True. And maybe if I get on that same goal and we understand each other, and she'll understand why I'm so upset about her spending money. She will. Yeah. And maybe then she'll be able to share with me why she spent it. And she realizes that you're not just hollering at her because all you care about is money. Right. It's understanding. Because it's con- <laughs> that wasn't what the problem <laughs> right. was. It went so much deeper. And the reason that is so important is you hear that couples break up all the time and fight all the time over money. And it's really just that they're not on the same page. But what does it really mean? Because people are two people are never going to be on the same page in their views of money. They're not on the same page as to who they are and what they're feeling at that moment. So guys, if one thing, we're going to pause. We're going to take that break, right? We're going to breathe. We're not going to react. That's the most important thing. If we don't know what to do, We know what not to do. (laughs) Notice what we're feeling. Label it. Ask why. And then respond in a way that's going to prioritize what I need to do to get to the ultimate goal of what I'm looking for. And here's a key. When it's all said and done, it's not over right there. You need to reflect. True. Because that's the learning experience. Now, after we've gone through it afterwards, look back. How could I have done it better 
for next time because you're not going to get it right. Take something small. Just take that breath. Even if you just don't react, <laughs> you've started to learn how to respond. True. And little by That's little is point. how I'm going to respond. Great point. Better. What do you want to add in, Star? I'll, I'll just finish with... Um, you said it right there in the end. Um, don't react by learning how to respond. <laughs> I mean, it's so simple, just like that. Don't react by learning how to respond. Um, I, I just want to say it's going to take time. It's not going to be easy. It's going to be hard. Are you going to fail at some of these things? Absolutely, you're going to fail. But don't keep trying. Keep doing it. You got to go through training. You got to go through the fire. And you got to withstand the fire because it's not your life that is um, at stake here. It's, it's people that you don't even know yet. It's men you don't even know yet. And once you get that bigger purpose in your life that is more than you that's in this boat, then then you'll understand. Fi finding some sense of purpose, um, some sense of duty, so you can be on call. And when that and and the bell, and it is it's not an if. No firefighter, no firefighter expects to be a fireman and not fight fires. Oh, I'm just gonna do this hoping it's not a fire. No, know that it's gonna be a fire. That's why you go through through training. So in this walk of life, know that it's going to be an issue. But if you're trained well enough, you'll know how to respond. You definitely know how to respond. Excellent. So men, think different, be different, make a difference. Be a thinking man. It is our sincerest desire today that we have opened up your mind to who you can be, what your life can be, if you start to take control of yourself to actively respond and stop reacting. We welcome your comments and feedback and questions. Uh, you can be found at Thinking Man Podcast on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and of course the website thinkingmanpodcast.com. Look forward to hearing from you.